You're listening to Trot the Egg In, a podcast sponsored by Bydell Sports, working closely with Witness Rugby Union Football Club and hosted by Dan and John. Right, mate, so we've said that your school rugby got quite serious early on. So when, when did the wits get serious for you? Um, probably a couple of years prior to, to that, to be honest. Um, we'd sort of been building like a, a, a good team there was like that core group of players that had been there from the start and we sort of added to it, lost a couple of players, but other people had sort of come in and um, some players from like other like lad schools had come in and sort of strengthened the team. And um, we'd started doing more like better in like the festivals we were going to, the games we were playing and um, we were building up to going like to a full pitch at this time. Um, and we started, um, they did like a junior Lancashire Cup this year which was like the first one they'd, they'd done for like the first time or in a very very long time and uh, we ended up winning it so it was um sort of games every other weekend then it it finished sort of like a, a festival day at uh, lsh um that must have been like under under 12s i think it was um and we ended up going and winning that and i think it was like a big thing for like the junior part of the club um going on and winning that while being the first in however many years to do it yeah. so yeah that that was good and sort of that helped with the seriousness of obviously playing towards that as well right and what position were you playing at that age mate so i probably i'd been all over the place to be honest i started as a winger i was skinny quite tall and relatively fast um and i think that it's the easiest place to put someone when you first start and isn't it just put them yeah. on the wing as long as you can catch it and run um, it'll be all right. So sometimes like, can only do one of them, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> um. So I sort of played wing, centre most of the time, full back, and then I've been put at sort of scrum half. I, I, I played everywhere apart from prop. To be honest, I've even played hooker as a junior. Right. Um. Played everywhere. It was sort of. It's not until you start to to grow up a bit that you actually get set positions or yeah. you're the right sort of shape or, or size for certain positions as well yeah um so yeah it was predominantly a back anywhere across the back line i'd pretty much play as a junior but i'd, I'd sort of settled as it got further on into uh to wing and fullback um mainly fullback at that time going into to school right so did your did your handling skills come easy to you or was that something you had to work on because it's Safe to say, you, if you needed to slot in as a pivot, like you, like when I played with you, we both alternated as a first receiver. How did that come about, or was that just something you were lucky to be born with? Probably partly natural, but at the same time, I was always, as a kid, always with a rugby ball or a football. So I was very sporty and athletic anyway. So I'd always be out playing. If, even if it was just me, I'd be kicking a ball up to myself and catching it throwing it at a fence and trying to catch it and stuff like that. So it wasn't really me thinking of, of I'm training to be better at this. It was just me killing time, just having a, a game type thing. Um, so it isn't something that I've really worked on and worked on. Obviously, when I, I moved into a position that I needed to, to have them skills, I probably worked on it a bit more. But just growing up, it wasn't anything that I took too serious, to be honest. Right, well, you've done well on that then, mate, haven't you? Not too bad. Yeah. People might like to differ, but... <laughs> well, they'll always try, mate. We we know what we've got. 
Um, so, in your team, did you attract any Liverpool-based lads, or was it mainly witness-based lads? Or... To, to start with, it was mainly just witness-based lads. Um, sort of, as it went on, um, a few years later, we had lads going to like Liverpool College and say Teddy's in Liverpool, so they'd brought some of their friends down with them. Okay. So we, I'd, I'd say probably six or seven players had come down from Liverpool then and, and came in the team. And don't get me wrong, they were good players. Yeah. Um, but they were very clicky as well. Even though the parents, they all knew each other, all very clicky. I think even a few years later, even more come down and it was probably more of a, a Liverpool side than it was like a Wid side. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right, mate. So I know we've touched on it and you said you were able to work around it, but at what stage did it become football or rugby? And if it did ever come to that, was it difficult to choose or was it always going to be rugby? It was probably always going to be rugby just because right. I've always played it since like the age of six, but it was sort of year 10 time in school. Um, yeah. We'd been playing footy in PA. And like the, the football teacher, obviously we had like different teachers for rugby, football, etc. But they'd all take PA, and I'd sort of lied to him and said, "Oh, I've been playing footy for ages. When's the next game? I'll, I'll play." And he was like, "Oh no, you winded me up. You just play rugby." I was like, "No, no big centre back me," and sort of lied me way into the team. <laughs> so he put he put me at centre back for the first game I've ever played yeah. um, with with Kurt. You know, Kurt. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We we playing away at a team in Runcorn, like St Chad or something, and. Um, I was a bit nervous at first, to be honest, because I had just lied about it. Um, but I ended up going to get man of the match, so it worked out quite well. It <laughs> um, wasn't what I was expecting. I was, I was expecting to be showing up, to be honest. But yeah. um, from that, like, I sort of started playing more for the school then, and Kurt had said, come and play for like his team. They play on a Saturday. Rugby was always a Sunday for us, Sunday morning. So I'd, I'd started training on like a Tuesday with the football, still Wednesday with the rugby, and then <clears throat> I was playing... Saturday, Sunday. Um, that went on for about three, three years, four years, something like that. And then, yeah. as, as it went on, I, they had the season ticket for Everton as well, so I, um, I couldn't always commit to every Saturday or Sunday, to be honest. So, uh, rugby, that helped me choose rugby, to be honest. So I could still go to the games on a Saturday afternoon yeah. and watch Everton. So that sort of helped. But yeah, for a good few years, I was doing both up until sort of Colts. Right, because obviously me and Arnie got involved with Andy Young uh, as his dad Lowell's team. Yeah. Um, and I was very much under the impression that we'd poached you from football. No, so um, what had happened is in, um, it was like year seven, eight, one of the lads' dads from school, um, Dean Ainsworth's dad, yeah. he was starting up a team to the Hornets for our age group. Right. Um, so Dean was going and they, they'd started up, they were playing and all my schoolmates that I would, you know, I'd go out with on a Friday and a Saturday and the weekend and everything and I was seeing in school all the time were playing yeah. rugby league for the Hornets and they kept saying, you know, come up, come up and, and my bring me to go and at the time all the Liverpool lads had come down and like yeah. say, it was a bit clicky and I don't think I really fit in with them. So, I sort of, I wasn't as comfortable at the Wids anymore at that point, and um, I decided to jump ship to the Hornets for, for 
12 months. We I did a year there, um, and then they sort of folded. So I'd made the jump. We played the season. It had folded. And then um, I know a couple of the lads from the Hornets had gone to the Wids at that point. Right. But I, at that time, I wasn't that friendly with like Chaz. Because yeah. he, he was with all his like his Liverpool mates. Jeff was with all the Liverpool college lads because that's where he ended up going. And oh, the private uh, education boys. Yeah, and yeah. I, I sort of didn't fit in with them. Didn't want to go back to that sort of environment. But um, I went to to Moorfield, my age group at Moorfield, for a, a month or two and played a few games there. And then I was good mates with Sam McGrory, who was playing for that team. You joined, like you joined with Arnie to help coach. Yeah. Um, and he was saying, come back, come back. It's not like that anymore. Um, and his, his dad was involved as well at the time. He was. Yeah. So he was saying as well, like, how good it is. And like a lot of the Liverpool lads aren't there anymore. Some of them, they'd all gone to West Park or some of them yeah. just quit. Um, so in the end, they went back up. But people like Mitch from the Hornets had gone up. Yeah. Alex Clare um, and a couple of us had sort of gone in and, and, and played a few games as well. So there was sort of a group of lads that I already knew and was friendly with anyway. So, yeah, it worked out quite well. That's when I came back. I think that was about under-15s, halfway through the under-15s season. Right, that must be the year we started helping them out then. Yeah, I remember you yeah. and Arnie were doing it, and obviously yeah. Andy and Lol yeah. were, were like sort of the head coaches. And they certainly were. And, yeah, I'd yeah. gone into to be in second row. Uh, I remember when we first came back, was it like Manchester? But it was, again, it was... It was easy to fit back in. Yeah. It like like Charles now is probably one of my longest and best mates. Yeah. Uh, for a few years we just didn't talk. We didn't even like acknowledge each other. We saw each other out. But I went back. It was easy to fit back in. It, yeah. it, it wasn't awkward or any animosity or anything like that. Good, good. So at that age, mate, how, what were the what were the big differences between the two calls? And did you find it difficult, easier? What what did you think? At that age, no, not really, um, because I don't think people really understand the rugby union side of it, when to kick, when to run it. I think a lot of the people just see a mall or a rock as something to run in and, and hit, try and take someone out, yeah. um, as long as you get your ball back. And at that age, no one's really jackaling for the ball, so there's, your technique doesn't really matter as much as it would do now. Yeah. Um, so no, there wasn't any big bigger differences to be honest. And like you, you don't notice the fitness differences for rugby league getting back ten because you're young and full of energy anyway. Yeah. So you you know like now I struggle big time, especially when Becca's just told me I'm, I'm a fat get now after like nine pretty much. <laughs> I've put on a few pounds. Um, Trying to club me. So <laughs> you'll have to get back running again. Right. So obviously when you come back to us, we we had. A good end to the under sixteen. So we, what did we win? The you well, you won the plate, didn't you? Yeah, so we started at South finished in the fifteens, and then uh, yeah, yeah, we'd we'd gone into the sixteen season. That's what that was the full season I had then. Right. Um, you you were brave enough to put me at ten for the season. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> to be honest, it wasn't too bad. We had a good year. We, we, we had some good games, but yeah. I think we we struggled some weeks to get a full team. Um, but to finish it. Winning something was nice. Yeah, it was a nice ending to it. And that sort of set the tone for you, mate, moving into a senior rugby, didn't it? Because it's mm. it's the silverware's tended to follow you wherever you've been, really. 
So talk us through your transition from 16s to, did you do a junior cult or was you straight into senior cults? No, there was, there was never any year above us going through juniors. Right. There was always like a gap. So we, when we joined up, we joined straight into to senior cults. Right, well talk um, us through that and who was in the team that you joined with. And... <clears throat> so yeah, we, we joined, there was our under-16s team, the majority of them went up and gave it a go. Um, or people already there, like Dino was the captain, Dean Morris. Yeah. Um, there was people like Steve Reynolds playing, Matty Lawton, Hawley was playing still. Um, J- Johnny Preston, before yeah. he went off to uni, was was about and playing. Um, we we sort of joined up with them. Watson, Watson was there as well. So he, they were there the year before when they, they had a really good team and won the Lancashire Cup. Yeah. So we had to join them because they didn't have enough players to right. have a senior cult on their own and there was no in between for us to sort of have a junior and senior. So we, we just went straight into senior cults and yeah. um, it, it was good like under 19s, you know, to step up from playing people your own age, Yeah. Um, you know, the size differences, there's quality difference as well. So it was good. Well, it, it was good, like, good to test yourself as well. Yeah. Well, this next question really, we've half answered <clears> it, but it was basically going to be the difference in standard to junior rugby, but for lads that don't know, or for listeners, sorry, that don't know the likes of Matty Lawton, Dean or Harley, because he was he was a big lad then, weren't he, and slightly older. Yeah. It's like it's kids, without being rude to your age group, playing young man's rugby, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they're yeah. big, big lads compared to, no offence to you, but stepping out of under-16s, mate, that picture of me and you years ago, like, yeah. there's no to you, is there? No, it's no, it's a big it's a big, then. <laughs> but not even that. It's just like your frame and that, isn't it? You still, without being rude again, you're still a kid, yeah. yeah um, and you've moved in. into that. So how did that first year go then, mate? Um, quite tough to be honest. I think we were in like uh, League Day, which I think Paul used to to put most teams in um, as sort of a safety net, really. But we still had some some good teams in there. Um, and I think first game we played Sefton at home. And the year before that too, the, the Colts had beaten the final. Um, and we got battered, but they had some big lads. And a lot of them were saying, well, they're, but they're too old and that. But yeah. I know we sometimes played players that were too old. So it wasn't uncommon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had some really big lads. And I think it was an eye-opener for some people. Yeah. Um, Straight in at the deep end for you really, wasn't it? It was, yeah, but yeah. some people swim, some people sort of don't. Yeah. Um, so it was good because you're able to test yourself against these better players. It probably makes you a, a better player then because of, of what you're playing against. And, you know, if you're tackling the biggest lad, you know that you're going to be able to tackle anybody else after him. So, yeah, yeah it, it, was, it was in at the deep end, but it was good. And we sort of finished, I think, fourth or fifth in the league. Um, got knocked out of the Lancashire Cup but went into the trophy and got to the final and I think we played Stockport um, and it was a horrible day horrible day um, we were the first on at Eccles and then every other game afterwards got called off because the pitch was that bad <laughs> um, and I remember like people like Danny Price had, had come up to play for us that year yeah. and like Danny Meller, Tom Spencer um, like Josh Ard was still playing so more people had, had sort of come to the team and we had a, a really good team by the end of the, the season, but Danny Price had then moved to go and play 
for a different I can't remember which team it was but I think they offered him a bit of coins and then he he turned up on a coach with his team while we were playing and then after the game they got told that it was off and they had to go home so it was a bit of a waste of a coach journey for them and everything but uh, yeah we just lost out to Stockport I think on that one Um, but yeah that was pretty much the first first season Right mate and you did end up with silverware with the cold store didn't you? Yes, uh, I think the next two years. So the, the second year, I think we won the Lancashire Trophy, and then the third year when it was captain, we won the Lancashire Trophy as well. Right. Um, good for the CV, mate. Yeah, we had some some good lads come up. Like uh, Josh Kenyon was saying about some of them on his the other week. Yeah. Uh, like Sean, Matt, Lewis, Peyton, Josh coming up. They had some other lad, like a lad called Pat in the second row. He was a steady player. Um, so they come in for like our second year. And we were sort of, we didn't have anyone the year older than us. So we'd lost like Steve Reynolds, Matty Lawton, Dino, all that size that we had in the pack. Yeah. We sort of lost. And a bit but of nouse still, as well, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we still played quite well, got, got some silverware at the end of it. Um, and then third year, we, we built a really good side again. We all went into um, senior cults, and that's when people like Sheldon had come up. Yeah. Um, and Tom O'Neill and stuff like that and it just built a really good side uh, and we did, did quite well that season I think we, we won the league we had it won by middle of jam yeah. um, and then we, we went on to win the Lancashire Trophy as well Happy days mate and at this point was you playing open age rugby? So, yeah so um, I, well I'd gone into Colts playing full back yeah. and then I seemed to be up the club every other weekend drinking and getting done of meat so I'd put on a good few <laughs> good few pounds went went quite fat and um knew he put me into the the second row back row for the second season so it was sort of learning a totally different role as well yeah. as playing better opposition um and then in that second year when I was 17 I got a, a couple of calls every now and then off uh, John Parker who was doing the twos at the time um off people playing like Tom Spencer had gone into playing open age and it was good mates of him and, and Arge and stuff so they, Tom rang me one Saturday and said can you can you come and play we've got sale seconds away um, lovely and I was only 17 so I was like yeah go on then he was like sound well I'm outside your house already <laughs> right, okay. so I don't think we're going to take no for an answer so I got up there and we had, we had a decent side out that day but I got put on the wing because we were short um, but I remember taking that was my first open age game. Yeah. I'd come on a short ball, I can't remember who was in the centre, but I ran into their two centres and they were big, big lads. Yeah. Um and I got absolutely smashed and pushed back about fifteen metres. And instead of helping me, Smigger at fullback was just laughing. <laughs> um and then it, I had Kevin Penny on my wing. So there's me who's who's put on a good few pounds against Kevin Penny who's who's lightning quick. And just left Super so, League. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Straight into the so it, it was a tough first game, but second half had moved into the back row then and played six for the rest yeah. of the game, which was quite thankful for. Enough to put you off and you come back, so you something went right, mate, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, but, um, this is where I'd have yeah. to actually give Andy Lang a shout out, you know, because I remember when we we coached you and he said to me, You're wasting him playing. Saying he's he's gonna end up in the back rows. Like he's not Andy. He's like he is, mate. He is. He's gonna be like he's gonna be in the back row in the first team when he's 
when he's matured and he's ready. I was like, not being rude, but sort of saying, I don't really think you know what you're on about here. And lo and behold, look, look what you've turned out. So I know nothing, and Andy's a master coach, mate. Yeah, considering you're back row yourself. I know, well, well should have known. I blagged it all, didn't I, mate? You know what I mean? But you're <laughs> a genuine back rower. But uh, so, yeah, so you've you've touched on the early days there and you went on to play in the back row then. So how many games in the second team did you play that year? Um, wasn't many. Uh, I remember after that sale game, we didn't play for a couple of weeks and then I think it was the December, I was working away in Belgium at the time and I got a call of Paul Newell on a Tuesday night and it must have been when they were doing selection. He was like, John Parker needs you to play. Um and I'd started sort of going into the team every now and then from there. And I'd play some third team games as well. So, um, so yeah, it was mainly the second team that I was going into yeah. where, as and when they needed um, for that the rest of that season. Right. And what, was you do- what work was you doing at this point then to be working in Belgium? So I was a telecoms engineer. Right. Um, but we'd gone over, we had like a contract with like a big store, Foot Locker. And we were... Um, over there in the, the Belgium stores, getting like all these called routines set up pretty much um, for how they can sort of dial between their own stores in each different country and not have to pay like international fees. Right. Wise so. man. Mr. International. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Trot the Egg. We appreciate all your feedback and don't forget to like, subscribe and share the podcast to your friends and family.